Welcome to the Lubar Executive Education Podcast. This episode is part of our series focused on the topic of defining the five key performance indicators of manager value. My co-host for this series is Derek Van Mel, founder of the Center for Management Terms and Practices. And our guest today is Susan Deneen, Marketing Director of ACS, a unique provider of automation equipment, control systems, and construction management services. ACS's clients include large companies needing tight integration of equipment and facilities. Susan manages all of the firm's marketing, advertising, and promotional activities. She's a believer in disciplined customer research and market analysis, and a key part of winning new business and securing repeat business. Welcome, Susan. Derek and I appreciate you making time to be with us today to share your thoughts on this topic. Thank you very much, Mike and Derek, for the opportunity. I'm really happy to be here today. Glad to be here. Thanks, Mike. Derek, to get us started, could you tell us which key performance indicator we'll be talking about today? Well, we're going to put uh, Susan on the spot today and talk about uh, customer satisfaction as an indicator. And our uh, theme of this series is that uh, we're here not just to talk about best practices, but how good management ability, particularly generalist management ability, really makes a difference to the financial statements. In other words, how do you quantify the value of, of a great manager uh, and their contribution? And customer satisfaction really finds its way into the PL statement, of course, with good sales and increasing sales, and importantly, also uh, sales of the right kind and sales of higher margins. And those are, of course, are the biggest numbers you know, on the PL. So we all should think very carefully how what we do throughout the organization um, makes for happy customers, who, of course, are more apt to sign up for more business and to tell their friends. Those are the things that we're looking for. And um, I know Susan has some great stories to tell to really prove to everybody that you know, good management makes a big financial difference. Thank you for that overview. Susan, what can you tell us about key performance indicators related to customer satisfaction that can help quantify the value of managers in an organization? Well, I'll start by describing a little bit about our own um, customer satisfaction surveys at ACS. And we have a survey tool that's delivered online and it's 12 questions. And for each of the 12 questions, the uh, customer gives us a rating on a scale of one to five, with five being very satisfied and one being very dissatisfied. We use those measures to judge how well we're doing with each individual customer. And then, of course, we roll those up into reports so that we can see overall how is our company um, doing in terms of customer satisfaction. And that customer satisfaction score, the overall score, is something that is actually part of our, um, our company scorecard and is one of the measures on which our bonuses are measured. Susan, uh, how, many, how many years have you been doing that survey? We've been doing the survey now for about six years. We made some pretty significant changes to it um, about six years ago. And then again, I was fortunate to be able to participate with in one of the best practices on customer satisfaction through the Center for Management Terms and Practices. And as a result of participating with some other people uh, in that endeavor, we did make some additional changes to our survey. I wanna say something also about um, overall customer satisfaction. I think for a lot of us who are not in, who are in an organization and maybe not every day interacting with a client or a customer, um, the customer satisfaction surveys are a really good reminder to us about what is important to the customer. We all kind of know that in an organization, but certainly 
once we get a customer satisfaction survey back, we distribute it not only to the project manager of that particular project, but also to department heads. And it's shared with people kind of live um, so that we see them not only one at a time, but also in a report. And I think that's a good reminder to people, again, especially those people who are not every day interacting with the client. One other thing I'll mention about the customer satisfaction surveys that's really important to, um, to me, to my department in a marketing role is that it gives us an indication of trends. We start to see um, what, what our customers are thinking more in total. And we see, are there, are there some shifts? Or if we've introduced some kind of a new product or a service, can we judge, we can use the customer satisfaction surveys as a way, a tool to see um, how well we're doing overall as an organization. Yeah, I agree. Customer data can be so valuable in uh, setting the future and really responding to, uh, to emerging needs that customers have. Can you share an example of when you've seen someone change a customer KPI by even only a percent? One of the best examples I have is when we received this customer satisfaction survey that was not good. The, person, the, the client was not satisfied. And by all indications, those from our organization who were working on the project um, had every reason to believe that the customer was satisfied. He had not indicated any dissatisfaction throughout the entire project. At the end of the project is when, when we surveyed him, that's when he came forward with his, his dissatisfaction. Um, one of the best things that we do on our survey, I think, is that at the very end, we ask, would you like a follow-up call? And the person cannot answer no, they can say yes or not answer it. And so that gives us the opportunity, certainly if they say yes, obviously, then we will follow up directly with the client um, right away. Even if, they, even if they don't say yes, it still gives us the opportunity to do that if, if we want to and if we feel there's a need to. And that can sometimes be for both a positive or in this case, this was um, the person, the client was dissatisfied. So we took it as an opportunity. I, I contacted our um, salesperson, business development person who manages that account. And um, together he and I went to visit the client. And it was just a really good opportunity to uncover what was really behind the, the dissatisfaction and to learn from that. Two good outcomes from it. One is that we did retain that client. And when, when we asked him specifically, like, how did we not under, unco uncover this earlier? He said, I didn't want to be the bad guy. I didn't want to be the complainer. He didn't want to express his, his dissatisfaction to the people who were working on his project. But he was dissatisfied, and that came out as a result of the survey. We had an opportunity to correct it and um, share that with, the, with our internal team. And when we have continued to win back significant new business with that client. So that turned out to be a, a very good outcome from something that at first looked, looked, uh, looked not to be. That's a great story. I would imagine that like other people in your industry, well, maybe everybody in every industry, um, you know, the cost of finding a new client, winning a new assignment is a whole lot bigger than the cost of renewing someone. So one of the themes of this series is to talk about, um, you know, really what's the the dollar benefit of these, these, the measurable dollar benefit of these things. You know, I won't ask you to give away specifics for ACS, but 
what's the proportion of or comparison of cost to get a new client versus the cost to keep an, uh, an existing one? Because our projects range so much in size uh, and many of them in the tens of thousands up to millions of dollars, the cost of getting a new client, the investment that's required to get a new client is significant. We have long sales cycle, um, generally as short as three months up to even a year or more in some cases from large, for larger projects. So the investment to gain a new client is in the thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars. Um, and so if we can get repeat business with a client, definitely that is of, um, is of value to, to us. And therefore, the reason why we put such emphasis on, um, on making sure that, that every client is, is satisfied with the, with the work that we've done. Well, thanks. Yeah, that's, that's powerful information. Yeah, I really like the concept of the follow-up call and providing that opportunity for clients to tell exactly what's on their mind. Uh, sometimes you can't fit it all into a survey or can't maybe word it the right way. So getting a better, deeper understanding of what the clients are looking for, I, I think is huge. Well, I could say also that we know from looking at, from our surveys that, and the reason why we have this, um, this metric of 4.5 for uh, client satisfaction as our company goal is that if, if a client rates us at, with a four, as in satisfied or five, very satisfied, we have a high likelihood of winning repeat business. If they're neutral, a three, a score of three is definitely an indication to us that we, we need some individual follow-up because the likelihood of getting additional work from that client, we, we know historically has shown to be um, much more difficult, if not, uh, if, if, not, if not impossible. Earlier, you mentioned sharing information gained in the follow-up calls across the organization. Can you talk about how this has helped relationships between departments? Sure. Uh, I think that it, 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 it helps people see the, the connectivity between, between all of the departments to say that, um, going back to what I said in the very beginning, to even just serve as a reminder that, that we all play a key role in customer satisfaction. And I think that it's, it's very, uh, all departments, you kind of get used to, this is the way you do business. This is how your department runs. These are the procedures you have. And, um, and, and we all like that. We like that kind of um, uh, status quo. And so knowing when we, when we see other opportunities for changing things, it does require some interdepartmental discussion and um, debate, perhaps, to say how do we uh, how do we how do we how do we address this? This looks like something that more and more of our customers are looking for, or this looks to be often a, a, a metric where we score low and how can or lower than we would like. How can we? Um, are there ways that we can change some of our our policies, our procedures? that would help our organization retain customers and achieve high level of satisfaction. And being able to have those discussions interdepartmentally so that we all see that we're really all going after the same goal and we all play a different part in terms of how we achieve that. Susan, can you tell me a little bit about how tracking your satisfaction rating has really made a sort of difference you know, in the organization generally? 
Sure, sure. I'll go back to the example I gave previously, the, the one where we, we got some negative feedback from, for a project. And I would say that was really sort of a, a transformational time or a, a pivot for the organization where it was, it certainly could have been perceived as uh, very negative for the project manager and the project team. And instead, when we had the conversation, his, his reply was, I wish I had known this. Um, what can I do to, to help correct this? And it was really transformational to say, we, as an organization, we want to create a culture of customer satisfaction. And the way we're going to do that is by asking. The way we're going to do that is by surveying. And it's only by asking customers for their own, for their feedback and their input that we can, as an organization, every department become a company of customer satisfaction. One other question, Susan, is uh, what skills and knowledge are needed within the organization or individually to help improve these KPIs and, and put them in place? I would say from, from my perspective, it, it certainly required some generalist knowledge on my part to understand what is important to our client and then be able to ask the questions, even in terms of our, our terms, our billing cycle, how we what, what level of technical proficiency we need to, to gain client satisfaction. I really needed to understand all of the other functional areas of the company in order to be able to develop the survey. And then certainly when we, when we get the surveys back, while they're shared with every department, it's also a matter of framing that sometimes so that people see that, okay, it looks like a one-time measure, but in fact, what we see are some trends and being able to relay that to the various departments in a way that we see opportunities for perhaps changes, not only for that individual customer, but also for our business as a whole to see how we can better serve our clients and what might be their changing needs. Susan, another question I have is, what kinds of challenges do you face in maintaining your customer service satisfaction score when everybody's having to work remotely? How have you adapted to that? In some cases, our it, it hasn't it hasn't changed as much maybe as you might think because our manufacturing facility is still operating, so we are continuing to build equipment for our customers, and then where we do have some of our personnel who are on site at customer locations, we are operating under the conditions of, that our clients would request given the pandemic. In terms of like operational, I think we're, we're still maybe more the same than different. It is a challenge though for some of the design that would go into any of the equipment that we would build for customers. We have really great systems um, at ACS to be able to do online meetings and, and work remotely, but there definitely is the challenge, I think, of our operations staff to not all be in the same room and all be working on a whiteboard. I think that, that, is, that that's a challenge that we continue to meet every day. What advice would you have for leaders and organizations looking to implement or strengthen their KPIs around customer service? Well, I would say start with some really robust discussion in your organization, again, interdepartmentally to say, what are we trying to achieve here? What is the information we really want from customers rather than focusing specifically initially on the questions? How do we recognize 
good customer satisfaction? What does it look like to us? I think also getting out and meeting with some clients in advance of even just developing the tool is good. Um, I would say from my perspective, I learned a lot when we first started with our customer satisfaction surveys with this question of, would you be willing to have a follow-up call with someone from ACS? And I did call many. And it was really through those discussions with open-ended questions, allowing, allowing our customers mm-hmm. to kind of take us where, where we should be going in terms of the kinds of questions that, that they felt were important or the kind of, kinds of items that were important. So I, I'd say initial discussion with all departments to understand where we're going before you even begin to start putting, putting your tool together. Yeah, I agree. Open-ended questions are the way to go. So you're letting them take the conversation and, uh, and responding to it in that way. Yeah, you know, one other thing that we did that has turned out to be enlightening and encouraging people to make comments is in addition to the rating scale, when we first, our first tool, I think we just had comments <laughs> after that, a blank for people to put comments in. And we have since changed that so that we have a more direct appeal. And it's something like, tell us more about how you interpret price value or tell us more about why you chose the score you did. And just those more inviting questions rather than please add any comments has certainly maybe surprised, certainly very, um, very happy with the, the number of comments that we get and very good, very content rich comments that people will submit. One other thing I'll say about that, that we've just started doing recently is um, we've used some of those comments as an opportunity to reach out to the customer for a testimonial. And as I'm saying that, it seems like that's so obvious to do, but we weren't doing it previously. And now as we've gotten a process in place where when a survey comes back and we see good comments, I reach out to that customer and ask if they would be willing to have us use their comments as a testimonial. And it's been really great. I think many of them are, are flattered as they should be <laughs> and a great way then for us to get good testimonials for other, other marketing purposes. Clients like to hear from who, other clients who are satisfied, I guess I would say. And I bet your sales team likes having some extra testimonials coming in to help them when, in their true. conversations. True, very true. Eric, other questions you have? No, I don't. I've got a long list of notes. Uh, I always learn a lot talking to Susan. And, and her point about follow-up reminds me of uh, what Kevin Hickman said in our previous podcast. You know, just get in a habit of asking the customers what's on your mind and how can we help? And people often forget or are afraid to ask that basic question. So I heard if you get a customer satisfaction rating between four and five, your likelihood of uh, renewal business is much, much higher. And that has a direct financial benefit. That's really powerful. And, and to provide that data and get that data consistently uh, and sharing it throughout the organization is just so important and might foster some debate within, that, within the organization. Um, I can imagine it's pretty lively debate from time to time. But, uh, you know, the numbers, numbers are the truth and, and they help everybody make good decisions and, you know, explains why ACS has been so successful. Yeah, you can learn so much from the, the information that your clients give you as long as you ask for it. Susan, thank you for sharing those examples. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. We appreciate the discussion today and thank you, Derek, for joining me as well and being my co-host. I'd also like to thank our listeners. We wish you the best of luck as you move forward on your leadership journey. 
and tune into future episodes of this series where we will build upon the concept of calculating manager value by introducing another metric and some real life examples.